0: The Bachelor, but it's Hercules. (laughs) Oh my god,
1: I would apply immediately.
0: Hello, hello everyone, we're back. Back for more. Oh yeah. We have a very exciting theme month for you guys. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, we love a theme. It's like an obsession honestly. <laughs> the theme parties, the theme outfits. It's um, a whole thing. But for April, we're doing animated Woo-hoo. April. <clears throat> we have literally um, like never covered an animated film. Yeah,
1: and it only makes sense because we are doing movies that raised us, and what raises one more than the cartoons we watched as children? And to kick it all off, we're doing like a Disney classic. Yes, we are doing my favorite Disney movie of all time,
0: so you know it's going to be a banger. We got a little singing muses, we got some romance, we have some daddy issues. I love it, and... A very applicable sponsor for today's episode. We're super stoked. Today's episode is sponsored by Drakme and Demigods, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play channel streaming live on Twitch every week. Drakme
1: and Demigods tells stories in the homebrew Greek-inspired world of Gaia and centers around an original racial option that allows people to play as demigod children of
0: the Olympian gods. Their current ongoing campaign is the Lynx of Tartarus, which follows an unlikely group of young adventurers who find themselves thrust onto an epic quest when the Lynx of Tartarus, the infamous prisons of the Titans, are stolen from right under Hades' nose and scattered across the world.
1: Our heroes must collect the links before a mysterious, dark presence unleashes the full power of the Titans, threatening both Gaia and
0: Olympus itself. The Links of Tartarus airs every Monday at 7.30 Eastern on Twitch, and you can catch up on previous episodes on their Twitch and YouTube channels.
1: So check them out at twitch.tv slash drachme and Demigods, and you can follow them on social media at drachme and Demigods on Instagram and at drachme Demigod on Twitter.
0: Hell yeah, guys. Go check it out. I've seen a little bit of the stream, And it's really fun, especially if you're into D&D, getting to see it live is honestly a blast.
1: Yeah, and of course, all of these links will be in the show notes, so hit them up. Yeah, go click. Go click around. Click around town. (laughs) Um, We also have a super fun guest on today's episode. I'm so stoked. She is the CEO of the company, (laughs) Miss Erica Stevenson of Moan Inc. We had so much
0: fun getting to chat with her. She was a blast and a half and just an amazing classicist. I was like, oh, shit, the book's on this one. Yeah. We have a really educational episode for you guys. Yeah, honestly. But it's it's fun, I promise. Yes. Get yourself like a mimosa or something and Ooh, sit down and enjoy it. That sounds good. We do also want to shout out Little Lady Baby. We are brand reps for them. And you can find their link in our bio. And they have a ton of vintage-inspired items on their boutique. Yeah, they have a brand-new collection that just
1: dropped a couple days ago. And it's of, like, comic strip-style pinup drawings that are made to look like an Instagram post on this t-shirt. They're so cute. So if you want to get yours, shop that link in our bio. And before we get into it, we just want to make sure that you're following us on all social media. You can find us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can find us on Twitter at mtru_pod. underscore pod.
0: Yes, and you can find us on TikTok. Our TikTok is poppin' at Movies That Raised Us pod and Send us an email. Are you feeling like writing yeah. a letter? You wanna talk to someone, you wanna chat, head over to movies that raised us at gmail.com. We can be your personal love line. Um, we can be a you know, a friend, a friendly shoulder <laughs> to lean on. We can be we can be anything you want us to be, and we'll try our best. And we may not be the best, but we're our best. Exactly. You know?
1: Shoot for the stars, wait, what shoot is for the moon, shoot. land amongst the stars. Yes. <laughs> And on that note, let's get into it. We are very pumped this morning. Mm-hmm. We have a super, super fun guest today, friend of the pod, loyal listener, CEO of Moan Inc., Miss Erica Stevenson. Welcome to the pod. Oh my god,
2: that was a great intro. Thank you. What? Oh, you're welcome. Also, thank you guys so much for having me. As you said, like I literally listen to this every single week. So I am thrilled to be featured. Oh, thank you. But I'm just such a big fan of you guys.
0: We were just so excited to like have you talk about the film. You're a historian. Would you say that's like an accurate title? Do you go by anything else or?
2: Um, yes, yeah, so I'm technically a classicist. A classicist.
0: Okay, my apologies.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's I usually say I'm a historian because most people don't know what a classicist Is Mm -hmm. so like you say classics people like oh so you read like Emma by Jane Austen and I'm like no (laughs) so um yeah so I studied ancient history Mm -hmm. and classics pretty much since I was like twelve unofficially and then officially from thirteen got my degree in classics now have a whole YouTube channel on just ancient history and all that kind of stuff so I'm so excited to be talking about this in like a Disney movie context because Disney is genius and your whole
0: brand is really making ancient history like accessible to people and making education about it fun right can you talk more about that
2: yeah of course so it's kind of through lots of different mediums but also just the way that i speak about history mm-hmm. it's all designed to make it more accessible so i'm trying not to use a lot of you know academic language yeah. because how many times do you hear like teachers say some ridiculous word or whatever that you're like i don't even know what that means let alone in this context like why yeah. is this ridiculous mm-hmm. Um, And so I try and just make everything very simple, very easy, and then talk about, like, comic books. Like, I love comic books. So finding, you know, mythologies in comic books or in different modern retellings, theater, all that kind of stuff, and being like, hey, if you want to know this myth, it's kind of done in this movie.
1: Yeah. Totally, yeah. I just saw that you did, like, a whole series about Lore Olympus, which I haven't read, but I did watch one of the videos, and I was like, oh, this sounds very cool. It's amazing.
2: It's phenomenal. It's done so well. It weaves in so many different mythologies, like... Mm -hmm. Oh my god, the writer is just an absolute genius. Would recommend, even if you're not into mythology, you will be when you read it. Totally. Yeah, could you tell
1: us a little bit about, like, how you started Bone, Inc.? Like, what kind of inspired you and, like, where you are
2: now? Yeah, sure. Um, So I unofficially started studying when I was, like, 12. Mm -hmm. And that means that I read Percy Jackson and thought I was an expert. I love that. (laughs) This is the best thing ever. (laughs) And I used to read it under the table in my Latin class because I hated Latin. And then I ended up switching into classics, thinking that I could get out of Latin. And then very shortly after, I went to rehab. So I had all of these books to read mm-hmm. because I had so much time to kill and whatever. And that's when I thought of Moan. That actually, it was the first time I wasn't in a classroom and I didn't find it so boring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is actually really good. Like, if you're just reading it for the stories, this is so fun. And so I thought of it then and then just completely forgot it existed. And then started working at a pub. And like, you know the movie American History X? No, I don't. It's a very dark film, but it has that guy in um Fight Club in it. That's oh, it, okay. Oh, it. yes. So he's in it, and one of the guys who wrote that script used to come into the pub during this brief period, mm. and I would like talk to him all the time about movies and whatever. And we eventually talked, ended up talking about the topic of moan, and he was like, "You should just do it." He was like, "That sounds really good. Whoa, you should yeah. just do it." And I was like, "Okay." So, at that, and they literally the next day recorded my first video.
0: That's awesome. Like, James
2: told me to do it. What a little, <laughs> like,
0: fairy godmother moment.
2: And you know what's funny is that he came in for like a two or three month period, and we spoke nearly every single week about Moan or about what he was mm-hmm. doing and all this kind of stuff. And then I never saw him again. Wow! Like he just never came back in. Wow. What if he never existed? I he know, was just, like a, of a the spirit imagination. coming to you from the beyond. <laughs> I mean, my first video was rubbish. It's still up on all social media. So I'm like, it's just funny now. But the point is that that was when I started, and then I was like, okay, now we're going to keep going. Totally.
1: Yeah, yes, I, I had the pleasure of being in a moaning <laughs> video. Back in 2019. Wait, that the one with the egg? Yes. Okay. I did get hit by an egg. What you didn't see oh, no. in the video is that I actually fainted afterwards. Yes. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like a chariot racing video, so I had to run – In Central Park, and I hadn't eaten. I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. You cut your thumb. Yeah, I cut my thumb. I ended up (sighs) fainting. It was a time, but the video turned out great. It was super enjoyable to watch. I was
2: so like shocked because my back was turned. I was like (laughs) literally turning off the camera or something and making sure that the other person with the camera was like, "Yeah, you have like the SD card. Whatever, hand that over to me." And then someone's like, "Yo, Christina's on the floor," and I was like, "What?" (laughs) And she's just on the floor in the middle of Central Park. No. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah.
1: I remember thinking, I was like, I'm about to throw up or I'm about to faint. And honestly, <laughs> I'm glad that I fainted. A little bit of a better option. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, I guess we should probably talk about what movie we're nice, doing today. Because I don't think we've even introduced it. Um, today we are doing the 1997 classic, personally my favorite Disney movie of all time. Whoa. Big words,
0: yes. Hercules!
1: <gasps> applause, applause, applause!
2: Oh, Hercules! Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, I love this movie. I've uh, loved it like my whole life. Um, but yeah, it's just like such a good time. The music is so good. <laughs> it's like criminally underrated, in my opinion. Definitely. I feel like it doesn't get the love that it deserves in like the general Disney
0: zeitgeist. Yeah,
2: totally agree.
0: I listened to Go the Distance on this like Disney CD that I had. For ages, I was, like, simply (laughs) vibing in the car.
2: I still have the cassette of it. Like, I literally use it as a prop. Whoa. (laughs) And I just, like, cannot part with it, because I'm like, what if I get a cassette player one day again? But even not, I can just stare at it. It's so pretty.
0: I think I have a VHS for this movie in my parents' house somewhere, I'm assuming. But, yeah, the story is just so enjoyable. It's so smooth. Like, I think the plot just goes perfectly together when I was watching I was like okay and then what like does he make it out like does she tell him that she loves him like I was so engrossed which I didn't really expect because I'm not very much like an animated movie person um but Disney really nailed this
2: totally agree I literally remember the first time I watched the movie I watched it with my older brother And, oh, my God, I must have been, like, six or something. And I remember just sitting on the sofa and being, like, this is the greatest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And that, like, I literally have not even changed from that mindset. I'm still, like, this is one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: Danny DeVito? Excuse me? Oh, my
2: God. If they don't cast...
1: Danny to reprise his role in the live action remake, I will be riding in the streets. Let me know if you want to join and we can like set up a whole thing, but he simply has to. I
0: agree.
2: I think they probably already called him. There's no way it could cost <laughs> anyone who would do better than yeah. him.
1: Yeah. I was reading that they are considering or like their kind of top choice for Meg is Ariana Grande. Which, like, obviously, she's incredibly talented. I don't think she's the right choice, though. I feel like it should be Elizabeth Gillies. I feel
0: mm-hmm. like she has uh, the gravitas
1: and, like, the sass to kind of pull off the role. I completely roll. agree with that, actually. They
0: need to give her a second chance because I feel like she did not get her just dessert from being on Victorious. As other people did. Mm
2: Oh yeah. And she would be a great Meg as well. Like you said, she has like the sass that Mm -hmm. Meg needs. Mm -hmm. Which I think Ariana could definitely pull it off. And obviously she has the voice. We all know she has the voice for it. And the ponytail that's already there. But if you popped a ponytail, like an Ariana Grande ponytail on Liz Gillies, she has an incredible voice anyways that we heard in Victorious. So it's not like you're casting a lesser singer.
1: Right. Mm. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of the Disney live action remakes. I feel like they'd be missing.
0: They try to hit and they miss.
1: Yeah. And like the problem is because they're putting all their money and stuff behind these, they're not creating new stories, then like what are kids gonna have in like twenty years?
2: I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how this one turns out. I mean, I'm excited for it. As yeah. a classics buff, I'm just like, I want to see what they do with it. Like, are they going to use real temples? Are they just going to shoot everything to nothing? Like, what are they? Yeah, I I'm excited. Yeah. Even if it comes out rubbish, <laughs> I'll still go and see it probably like three or four times just to be like, well, that was wrong and that's not right and yeah. that makes no sense.
0: Yeah, you're like, why did you yeah. hire me as... <laughs> The classicist on this project
2: <laughs> this is how i feel about so many movies and tv shows that i watch i'm like mm. you just need someone there who's like actually yeah. that's not right like that's it that's all you would need and you would have made an incredible film or written an incredible script which is weird but it's like they never have that person because i
0: feel like on for theater projects there's always like a dramaturg like a historian someone who knows the subject matter, but I feel like in films, they're just like, nah, like,
2: forget that. I completely agree that, like, when you watch theatre, like, it's always done, like, to the T, whether it's accuracy or just being true to the play, like, it's always Mm -hmm. so perfectly done. Whereas I think with film, I'm not sure someone can correct me, but I think they just have a team of, like, researchers that then just, like, not even historians, just people who have a laptop, who go onto Wikipedia and they're like, this is what it says. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) It's honestly... When it comes to history movies, like there's not one where I'm like, oh, that one was really good. And it's really popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have uh,
1: do you have any recommendations for our listeners if they want to watch like a solid, well-researched film? Oh. If if one is She's like,
0: absolutely not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The one I always tell people to watch is Hercules. I'm like, Disney, Hercules. That was great. I'm like, (laughs) go watch that. Um, but I mean, there's one on Netflix, which is accurate, but it's, that one's really boring because it's accurate, mm. you know, that like they were too true to the mythology that I'm like, I enjoy this, but no one else likes this. Right. That one was Troy. I think it's called like the rise of, I don't know, either way. I know the person who plays Hermes in it either way. So I was like, ah, oh, look at that. There you go.
1: I'm kind of curious how accurate, cause you said that this is like usually what you recommend, like how accurate is this to the original
2: myth? Oh, so Hercules is not accurate. (laughs) But it's so enjoyable that it's like, how can you not love it? Even in the inaccuracies, like the whole story is just not, like it doesn't line up to Hercules' mythology whatsoever. But they spin, Disney spun such a perfect story, anyways. Right. That it's like, it's so compelling. It's so wonderful. Like, they have so many little jokes that are thrown into it that you're like, oh, like, that's so good. Like, that's just for classicists or that's just for adults Mm -hmm. to know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, all of those sorts of things. But yeah, no, it's not accurate at all. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So we dive into the movie. A narrator talks about ancient Greece and the powerful gods and heroes and questions what's the measure of a hero a true hero then we have these really awesome muses who interrupt him they're super cool and hot and they're like we're gonna tell you the real story okay the story begins way before Hercules. They're also just, like, singing. They're a powerful girl group, okay? And they talk about how the Titans ran Earth, and it was super nasty. Shit was getting destroyed constantly. And then Zeus came along and stopped chaos. Zeus is the god of sky and thunder, and he hurls his thunderbolts and trapped them in an underground vault. Then he went back to live his life on Mount Olympus.
1: Yeah, I was reading that apparently they were originally going to cast the Spice Girls as the muses. Oh, that would have
0: been so But, like, cool. there was
1: oh, conflict with tour dates and whatnot. But I'm like, that would have been insane. Oh, my God, that would have been incredible. I didn't know yeah, that. Pretty mm-hmm. wild. So we then... You know, pan up to Mount Olympus. It is beautiful. It looks like a great place to live. And all the gods are gathering together at this party to celebrate the newborn god Hercules, the son of Hera and Zeus. And that's when Hermes flies in and he presents Hera with some flowers. And he says, I had Orpheus do the arrangement. And, you know, he's kind of looking over the party and seeing the gods. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen this much love in a room since Narcissus discovered himself.
2: (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Peak jerk.
1: Yeah. So Zeus, you know, thanks the party guests for all their gifts. And then for Hercules, he whips up out of a cloud. Pegasus. They're... BFFs immediately. I wanted a Pegasus so badly as a child watching this. I was like, this is Dude. the best thing I've ever seen. He's
2: literally my phone case. Really? Like, literally. I love that.
1: That's so
0: cute.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So everyone needs to, you know, having a great time. And that's when Hades shows up, God of the Underworld, my favorite villain of all time, personally. Yeah, he is simply not vibing, <laughs> no.
0: just to be clear.
1: <laughs> so he, you know... Appears out of the corner and he's like, how sentimental. I haven't been this choked up since I got a chunk of musaka in my throat. He has so many funny quips. I had to like stop myself mm-hmm. from writing all of them down. <laughs> he's so good. So he goes up and says hi to baby Hercules and tries to give him like a mini little like mace <laughs> as a toy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that thing? Yeah.
0: He gives it to him as like a lollipop. He's like, here's the sucker. Yeah. And like. Is this how you want to start things off? like at least start
2: on a good foot. Like, I don't know why you would just set yourself up for negativity there. Because
1: wouldn't – Hercules would be his nephew,
2: correct? In this, yes.
1: Yeah, not not in (laughs) the original myth, I assume. But Hercules ends up, like, crushing his finger with his super godlike strength. And Zeus, you know, tries to get Hades to join in the celebration. But he's like, actually, I have a full-time job, which you so generously bestowed upon me. So he's salty. Yeah,
2: the shade of that comment when I rewatched, I was like, Oh my god, calm down. Yeah. Like you're literally at a celebration. Relax.
1: I know. Zeus is like, oh Hades, like, don't work yourself to death. And everyone laughs, and Hades is like, fucking hate everybody here and leaves.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Then we get into like the whole gospel truth round two with these lovely muses that we have who sing this like honestly one of the best songs ever written in my opinion and especially this part Mm. because it suddenly gets like all dreary yeah if there's one god you don't want to get steamed up it's Hades
0: because he had an evil plan
2: he ran the underworld and they get down to Hades and how he like runs the underworld and he's on like the Charon's boat going across the river Styx and how Hades is like mean and he's ruthless and he has this like plan to like shake up the entire like godly structure of everything yeah which I mean go for it it creates a very good storyline for this movie yes and I wish that was the original <laughs> mythology honestly uh, but Hades yells for his minions who are the adorably but also kind of like yeah really gross pain and panic. <laughs> They come tumbling down the stairs and they alert Hades that uh, the fates are there and that Hades is super mad because he was not aware that the fates were showing up in the underworld. And uh, this whole like we are worms incident happens with pain and panic when they just start like sort of writhing on the floor and Hades has to go see the fates.
1: Yeah, I love the convention of how Pain and Panic will just, like, transform shape into, like, whatever is happening. <laughs> yeah. It
0: provides a lot of great comedy, oh, in great. my opinion. I'm assuming Pain and Panic are completely, like, added in by Disney. Um,
2: So they are actually based on, I think at least based on two other mythological characters that show up together. Mm. But Pain and Panic okay. themselves don't exist. And they are not underworld demons. They are demons, mm. but they are Ares's children. Okay. So, oh. one's called Demas and one's called Phobos, which is like panic and terror. Okay, and they actually sit in the chariot with Ares when he flies over like war. Which is why in war, that's how the Greeks would explain in war. There's also you know people are terrified and they panic and they run, and it's because these two demons are like peace.
1: Oh, interesting. So then we meet the Fates. They are these three old women in black cloaks, and they all share an eyeball. It's pretty gross.
0: Literally one eyeball (laughs) y'all.
1: So they um they have this like thread which they end up cutting, which ends a mortal's life. And so once they cut the thread, their soul comes flying into the underworld. So Hades greets them and apologizes for being late. And they're like, we already know. We see everything past, present, and future. And one of them whispers to either pain or panic and is like, indoor plumbing. It's going to be big,
0: which is
1: true. (laughs) What a
2: great joke.
0: (laughs) Got your finger on the pulse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So Hades says that, you know, Zeus has this child now. I just want to check to see if this is going to mess up my whole hostile takeover situation. And they're like, well, we're not really supposed to tell you the future. But he flirts with them and, like, charms them. Yeah, it's so
0: quick. (laughs) Yeah. One moment they're like, we could never. And the next moment they're like, well, actually (laughs) –
1: Basically, in 18 years, the planets are going to align, and that's going to, like, reveal this, like, underground prison that the Titans are being held in. So, Hades will be able to free them, and Zeus will finally fall. But, Mm -hmm. if Hercules fights, Hades will lose. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So, Hades freaks the fuck out, and he's like, all right, how, what am I supposed to do? Like, how do you kill a god? And Pain and Panic are like, well, you can't kill a god because they're immortal. And Hades is like, bada bing, bada boom, that is my solution.
2: It's a very yes. Yzma moment from like this yeah. new group. <laughs> like Totally, totally. It's all like the poison. The poison for Hercules. Yeah. Hercules is poison. Oh right. The poison. The poison for Cusco. The poison chosen specially to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Hades gives Pain and Panic their magical potion. So night falls, and then Hercules and Pegasus sleep in the bassinet up in Mount Olympus. But Pain and Panic come in and kidnap him. Zeus and Hera like hear rumblings, but they're late, and I'm like, you are gods. How could you? How could you possibly just completely miss your child getting kidnapped? Yeah. So back on Earth, they feed him the potion, Hercules begins to turn mortal, and Panic wants to, like, dip out. He's like, great, we've already done so much. But Pain is like, we have to give him every single drop. That was the explicit direction. They hear, like, a man calling out. He's like, is anyone there? And they actually dip out after they thought they gave him the whole bottle, but there's, like, one drop left of the potion. So the people who are walking around um, turn the corner, and they see baby all alone pain and panic transform into snakes to finish their job and kill hercules but the couple starts talking about how they hoped and prayed for a god to bless them with a the son for so many years and at this moment i'm literally like getting a kleenex <laughs> to wipe my eyes and so hercules sees the snakes and he just grabs them and ties them together and like whips them around like he's in a rodeo yeah and tosses them So I don't know what their plan was, but, and they're like, oh, like, we didn't really do what we were supposed to do. Let's just not tell Hades.
2: Hades is going to kill us when he finds out what happened. You mean if he finds out. Of course he's going to. If.
0: If is good. Yeah.
2: Just like every child, everyone was like, that's a brilliant way of thinking about it. Yes. (laughs) Like, this has shaped my worldview. I am changed. Yeah, exactly. Literally. But then we get gospel truth number
0: three.
2: And Zeus and all the gods, they go out looking for Hercules, but when they end up finding him, it's too late. Unfortunately, he's human at this point, mm-hmm. which means he can't go back up to Olympus. He can't live with them. They've got to just watch from afar. And uh, yeah. since he didn't you know drink all of this potion though it means he still has a little bit of god-like strength in him so even though he's stuck down on earth he still has all the powers that come with being a god and zeus and hero wept because they would have to watch him grow up from so far away and hercules grows stronger and stronger every single day
0: and that's the...
1: then you know we jump forward in time a bit our hercules is now i guess a teenager gotta be 17 ish he'd be almost 18 yeah because 18 years for the planets to align but hercules is like carrying this freaking cart with just mountains of hay on it with his dad and like the donkey who sprained her ankle (laughs) um so they get to the marketplace where they're gonna like you know sell this hay and dad tells him to you know wait by the cart don't get into any trouble Hercules is kind of like has a reputation of being really clumsy and is not able to handle his strength. And he sees this man struggling to carry a vase and offers to help. But the guy, once he sees it's Hercules, he's like, oh, no, no. Like, get out of my shop.
0: Don't worry about it. Don't
2: touch
1: anything. Oh, my
0: God. That guy is voiced By the same guy who plays Newman in Seinfeld.
2: Oh. (laughs) First time I watched Seinfeld, I was like, what is happening?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So
1: Hercules goes back out into, you know, the town square. And that's where some kids are, like, throwing a frisbee. And Hercules asks if he can join them. And they're like, actually, we already have five people and we want to keep an even number. Jerks. Horrible. They kind of run off and they're like, fucking hate that guy we should call him Hercules. Hercules is really sad, but then the frisbee like comes in his direction once again, so he tries to catch it but ends up smacking into a pillar and just knocking down column after column yeah. after column. Just irreparable damage has been done to every local business in this town.
0: Yeah, the economy is crashing (laughs) right now.
1: They will never financially recover from this. (laughs) So it basically all lands on, like, the vase shop, which at first survives until Hercules, like, slips and crashes into it, crushing every single vase. Yeah.
0: That last slip did not feel like an accident. (laughs) Um,
1: But everyone in the town is like, this is the last straw. You need to get your son out of here. Like, this child is a menace to society. And his dad tries to stick up for him, but they're like, we're done. Get out.
0: Hercules sits down with his father, and his dad's like, don't listen to the haters. But Hercules feels like they're right. He doesn't belong here. He really is feeling disassociated from the culture he's surrounded by. And he walks off, sings, go the distance. (sighs)
1: I will find my way. I can go the distance. I'll be there someday.
0: If I can be strong. Amazing Bob. Yeah. He's just like wandering around, like finding himself, wanting to take this journey, but he doesn't really know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. So eventually he wanders to like his home and his parents are like, okay, we do have to tell you a secret. You're adopted. <laughs>
1: yeah. Classic.
0: <laughs> and they tell him that when they found him, he had this medallion around his neck with the emblem of Zeus. So he's like, all right, I know where I got to go. Temple of Zeus. I need to get some answers. And he says goodbye to his parents. He does tell them like they were the best parents to yeah. ask for. Did he write this soon to be <laughs> himbo supreme? I did
1: write that. He is himbo supreme. I want Zac Efron to play him. Oh, I think it'd be great. I don't think that Zac Efron has a big enough frame. Like <laughs> we need like needs somebody like huge. Yeah, like that. Need
0: costume. like that upside down yeah. triangle
1: shape. Have you torso? seen
0: Noah Centineo
2: lately? No. Does no. he look like that?
0: <laughs> you have to look it up. <laughs> Noah Centineo. I li- I. Genuinely don't know if it's like the Taco Bell endorsement or what. He <laughs> looks huge right now, wow. like six pack, eight pack, whatever. Like the last photo I saw of him, he looks super oh ripped. Wow! Yeah, I don't know what it's about, but he's doing something good. <laughs> so Hercules ends up walking for days, but he finally makes it to the Temple of Zeus
2: which is on some random hill and isolated from everything, which is like a great detail that I love. I'm like, why is this temple Mm. in the Mm. middle of nowhere? But either way, Hercules, he goes to his dad and he asks him to like hear his prayer. And he's like... Who am I? Like, I'm confused. My parents just told me this. I've spent 18 years living a lie. Yeah. The Zeus statue, it, like, gets struck by lightning, and it comes to life. And he does this mm-hmm. whole, like, my boy, my dear boy. <laughs> and Hercules basically is scared shitless by it, as you should be if a statue starts right. speaking to you, especially yeah. in a temple. This shit is massive. It- like,
0: But I'm also like, Hercules, like, you must have seen some crazy shit like you believe in magic <laughs> this is like ancient greece
2: but also when like a stone hand reaches for you and picks you up as zeus does with hercules that's that's something else that's not just like a voice That's like oh i'm yeah. being attacked <laughs> by a stone <laughs> so hercules is super confused by this when zeus is like you're my child essentially Hercules is like, excuse you, does that mean that I'm a god? What the hell does this mean? Why would you leave me on Earth? Most importantly, if I supposedly am a god. And Zeus, he explains that he was stolen, Hercules was stolen, and turned mortal, and only gods can live on Mount Olympus. And so he tells them that if he can prove himself as a true hero on Earth, then he can go back and rise and live with them on uh, Olympus. And his godhood will be restored, which is a great... We've got, like, a great premise set up by Disney, which is, like, we know exactly how the movie is going to play out. Like, they told us this is what he has to do.
1: Yeah, they're very skillful with the exposition because it's super clear, but it's not like, I am now telling you the thing that is happening. It's, like, feels very natural. It's it's
2: done in a very, like, ancient way where, like, when ancients would go to the theater or something, they would know the story going into it. So they knew Mm -hmm. how it ended in the same way that we know, okay, Hercules has to do X, Y, and Z to get back up to Olympus. So the tasks aren't a surprise to us, but the journey is what we're watching for. Exactly. Totally. So he's told, Hercules is told, that he has to go and find Philoctetes, who's this trainer of heroes, which is... Incredible, I think it's such a good character to throw in there. (laughs) There's this Mm -hmm. big trainer of heroes and Zeus summons Pegasus, who is now all grown up and he's like, hey, you might remember this dude and like whistles for him and they do this little like cute head bump uh, moment. And then he's like, oh my God, of course. Like I remember the head bump. Like now we are best friends again. Cause (laughs) that is how we all remember friendships and Hercules hops on him and then they fly off to go find Phil who's on his own little island. And uh, we get this nice little extra of go the distance thrown in there as well. Yes.
0: Yes. I do like how instead of a fairy godmother character or like whatever it's literally like his job is to train heroes like this is a profession (laughs) in this time period. It's such
2: a funny thing. I think it's funny but it's also just so good like like it's just one way of encompassing so many different characters into one guy because it's like look he just trained all of them so he knows all of them he's gonna list them all off like Awesome. Super easy. I wish he existed in real mythology. It would be so much easier to trace everybody back to this one guy who trained them all.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's Phil's boy. Yeah,
2: like, oh, okay, now we can go back to that text. (laughs) Find a list of Phil's boys.
1: (laughs) So Hercules flies through the night. He lands on this abandoned kind of spooky looking island and looks around for phil he ends up coming across like some nymphs who are like chilling by the water and sees this like goat stuck in a bush And he's like oh let me help you buddy pulls him out and it is in fact phil
0: aka Danny DeVito.
1: yes yes he ends up like chasing after the nymphs but they're like get away from me and turn into like <laughs> flowers and trees and one of them like smacks him with his tree branch it's pretty great so then hercules is like hey, dude, like, I'm looking for Phil. I want to become a hero, like a true hero. Mm -hmm. And Phil is like, I'm retired. I'm not doing this shit anymore.
0: I'm literally in Boca on this island (laughs) trying to chill.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to, like, hang out with the nymphs, not trying to do any manual labor. Mm
2: -hmm. Fun fact, he says, I am retired, but two words, which in Greek, it's two words. Oh. In Greek, it's, I wrote it down phonetically, because I was like, there's no way I can say it. It's (laughs) It's <laughs> syntaxi, Syntaxikos, I think is how you say it. Some Greek person just heard that and was like, mm. what in the world? But those are two different words.
1: <laughs> Any of our Greek listeners, please write in yeah, and let us know. know.
2: <laughs> they should know from my channel, I'm always like, please help me, Greek people. So we've just <laughs> continued that theme over here.
1: Yeah, but Hercules is like, come on, man, like, have you ever wanted something so bad you'd do anything for it? And Phil is like, I trained every hero and they all let me down. I've been burned before. Yeah, none of them could go the distance. He kind of like goes through some of the old heroes that he's trained who have all failed. I think he makes reference to like Jason and the the Yssises.
2: Oh, that's such a good line. A lot of yeses. yeah.
1: <Ysses>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he says that, you know, none of them could go the distance until he found Achilles. That was like the guy who had it all. Like he was amazing except for that goddamn heel.
0: Literally.
1: (laughs) And Phil talks about how like he had always dreamed about training the best hero. But alas. But then Herc is like, you got to train me. Like my dad told me to come here. My dad
0: is Zeus. And Phil is like, LOL, as if, sir. That's a great reference excuse me like the most powerful man <laughs> phil begins a song about all his former students and how they were all disappointments in the end
2: so much for excuses though a kid zeus is asking me to jump into the frame my answer is two words
1: okay
0: <laughs> yeah and then he miraculously recovers from getting hit by thunder They just, like, have a lovely little song and dance moment while they clean up the entire island very quickly. I love a cleaning montage. (laughs) Um, He attempts to rescue a damsel in distress, and the little, like, mannequin tears apart. He fails. He does archery and almost kills Phil. Great stuff. Then he looks, like, total transformation. He (laughs) looks super buff. He has been training. He is, like, <laughs> successful when he does his um fake missions. Phil's basically like, listen, bud, you are my last hope. Like, it is ride or die right now. Here goes
2: my ulcer! I'm down to one last hope, and I hope it's you. No kid, you're
1: not exactly a dream come true. I trained enough turkeys who never came true you my one last hope,
0: so you'll have to do... And Hercules is like, I think I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to get off this island and start being a true hero. So Phil's like, okay, we're going to do a test run. Let's fly to Thebes. And they start flying off on Pegasus when they hear a woman screaming a damsel in distress.
1: So then they fly down. We meet uh, the amazing Miss Meg. She is being harassed and manhandled by the river guardian yeah, it's pretty crazy yeah i'm surprised that this is On like the plus in side, it is accurate film.
2: not with meg but nessus does show up in hercules's myth and does throw around a lady so mm. i was like okay cool there it is there you
1: go <laughs> he definitely scared the shit out of me as a child as i should. was like i hate <laughs> this guy so hercules immediately intervenes he's like put this young lady down and she's like thanks kid but i can handle myself she's sassy yeah and he's like aren't you a damsel in distress and she's like i'm a damsel i'm in distress have a nice day (laughs) so hercules then gets his fucking shit rocked by the river guardian (laughs) (laughs) he gets punched and thrown across the river And Phil is like, come on, Herc, use your head. So Hercules jumps up and runs and, like, headbutts him. The River Guardian goes flying and Meg lands in the water. The River Guardian comes back.
0: Round two. Yeah.
1: And Meg turns to Phil and she's like, is this a Wonder Boy for real? And he's like, yeah, I'm just as real as he (laughs) is and starts hitting on her, of course. (laughs) And I think she ends up, like, pushing him in the water. So... Hercules has this whole fight with the River Guardian, and he ends up, like, punching him up into the stratosphere. He lands back in the water with his, like, horseshoes knocking him on the head one by one, and he passes out. So then Phil starts lecturing Hercules about not getting distracted by, like, a big pair of goo-goo eyes, even though that literally just happened to him, like, 30 seconds ago. But Hercules is, like, love struck by Meg. I mean, I get it. So he asks if she's all right, and she introduces herself and asks his name, and he tells her, and she's like, well, I prefer Wonder Boy. And he asks, like, how this whole thing happened with the River Guardian, and she says – this line is great. She says, you know how men are. They think that no means yes, and get lost means take me, I'm yours. Which is unfortunately
0: very true. She (laughs) was teaching me things at a young age. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So – She then says to Hercules, thanks for everything, Herc. It's been a real slice.
0: I love that line.
2: I want to use that.
0: It's been a
1: real slice. (laughs) Yeah. The delivery is so perfect. It's
2: the sass behind it. Mm -hmm. Like, just the way she says it, it's like, ugh, go away.
1: Yeah. So Hercules offers her a ride on Pegasus, but Meg can obviously tell that Pegasus does not like her and leaves. Hercules is absolutely spooning, never met a woman like her, his life has changed, and um, feels like, come on, we gotta snap out of it, go to Thebes.
2: So Megra walks into the woods, and she sees these two, like, woodland creatures, but they're actually pain and panic because they have their whole, like, morphing thing going on. So Hades shows up, and he says that she was going to, like, recruit the River Guardian, so we find out that now Meg is working for Hades. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the River Guardian made Meg an offer that she simply had to refuse. So... No working together, unfortunately for Hades. So he says that he's now going to be adding two years onto her sentence as punishment, which is rude. Mm -hmm. And she says that it's Hercules' fault, which makes Pain and Panic sort of start being like, um, why does that name sound really familiar? (laughs) And then Hades is like, excuse me, say that name again. And she's like this kid in the forest, like Wonderboy, Hercules, and Pain and Panic. And then like, oh my God, that sounds like a lot like that kid that we were supposed to kill like 18 years ago. And Hades (laughs) is like, excuse me, you guys had one job. 18 years ago and you're telling me he's been alive this entire time so he is not thrilled and he's like okay we have to fix this
0: now the ancient greek myths love to be like damn that that person was supposed to die ages ago and he didn't
2: (laughs) and now it's (laughs) causing all of our problems
0: (laughs) isn't that the like oedipus is like blind
2: well he ends up being blind but it's because once again he was supposed to have died like his parents literally were like they, they had a god take him away to be like, This child has bad juju. Mm-hmm. Like, please send it away, kill it. Mm-hmm. And he ends for up real. being adopted literally, what they've used for this Hercules thing. And then he comes back and he causes a million problems. Uh, good old Eddie.
0: <laughs> so we're getting introduced to Thebes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the big olive. Though. Oh, yeah.
2: So they're, like, flying in and Phil says, ah, oh, Thebes, the big olive. Like, there's always something happening. If you can make it, yeah you can make it anywhere. The big
0: olive. Okay, okay. Yeah,
2: like yeah. the big apple. Yes,
0: yes. I did notice the similarities of just, like, the city and then people are, like, coming up to them the um sundial salesman like yeah
1: want to buy a sundial literally
0: then they come across this family who has lost everything in a fire like people are doing really bad here
1: yeah stevie
0: can you tell us anything about thebes
2: no i mean it i mean to be fair that is where hercules grew up and it is where oedipus happens so there's the theban plays where all the tragedy happens so that's what they're picking up on but it wasn't like notoriously like a bad place it's just because those three Theban plays were like set there and hercules okay. did his thing there. gotcha but i like it i love what they do where it's like oh this is just the worst place ever <laughs> like don't yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so we get like a feel for the town and they're like there was an earthquake and the flood and they just be complaining about the crime rate right now and hercules is like It sounds like you need a hero. That just happens to be me. And they laugh and they're like, have you saved a town before? And he's like, I literally have no experience. (laughs) I'm so sorry that I did an English accent as a joke. I I didn't. I hope that does not offend. Um, Not at all. (laughs) My boyfriend did that in a restaurant once when there was like a couple next to us who were just like from the UK and had like British accents. And he and I will joke around sometimes, and he did it like relatively loudly. And I was just like, oh, my oh my God. God. Like, we have to go. We have to leave town.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, the amount of times that we have probably. Alienated our UK listeners by doing by doing horrible, horrible accents. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
2: but you guys say that like on my channel. Whenever I impersonate people, they always have American accents. So I do the same thing. There we and go. And it's not like you know, like oh, evil characters only have American accents. It's like everybody, for some reason, is American, even though like no one yeah. is. But I'm just like, yes, that's right. who they
0: are. Yes. So they laugh at him. They're like, you're just another chariot chaser. And then Phil tries to tell them that he's the real deal, but they're like oh um didn't you train achilles and he starts fighting them the people are like we need a professional not an amateur then in swoops meg she's like help 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 there are two children trapped underneath um this huge rock there was like a water slide a rock slide a rock, yeah, that makes way more sense. I think water slide, <laughs> they go to a thing and fall off the water slide <laughs> exactly. So he grabs Meg and they hop on Pegasus and they fly right on over.
1: Yeah, so they get to this gorge. We have like one of my favorite jokes of the movie when <laughs> the kids are trapped under the rock
2: and they're like, Someone call IXII. It's funny, but it's wrong, but yes, it's funny. Oh, is it? <laughs>
1: yeah. What's, what's the, what would the actual 911 Well,
2: it's be? in Greek. So they use in the same way they use like letters to represent their numbers. Mm. So I think it's theta, alpha, alpha, like one would be alpha. So I think it's theta, mm. alpha, alpha, alpha would have been what it should be. But obviously an audience isn't gonna know that. <laughs> so right, that's right. a joke that you're like watching it being like, well, that's wrong, but it's funny. We're letting it slide.
1: Yes. <laughs> like yeah. that one's fine. <laughs> So the little kids are, like, screaming, and Hercules lifts this – I simply can't stress enough how giant this rock is. It's, like, the size of a hill. He lifts it up, like, above his head. The kids run out, and he's like, be careful next time. And one of them's like, jeepers, mister. Thank you. And they run off. So turns out that the kids, obviously, are actually pain and panic, and they go up to join Hades and Meg, who are, like, watching nearby. Yeah. So Hercules is just thriving right now. He feels amazing. All the townspeople are like, okay, he could be a hero. But then they turn around and see out of this cave that has now been revealed is a fucking giant hydra that climbs out. Absolutely terrified me as a kid. Um, (laughs) We did read that like the animation for the hydra was like an undertaking for Disney. I
2: can't even imagine how long that took them.
0: Yeah. I think it said for each, like still, it was up to fourteen hours, depending on how many heads the Hydra had.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Oh, that just And the scene is like pretty long too, yeah. so that's oh.
1: a lot of and frames. And also, they're that all moving at like.
2: different speeds, different times, mm-hmm. different directions. Like just watching that when you're older, being like, "How did they yeah. do that
1: mm-hmm. for real?" So Hercules, you know, tries to. Have a sword fight with this Hydra. It ends up swallowing him whole, and everyone's like, "Well, bye, Hercules." Phil is like, "God damn it, another one (laughs) bites the dust." But then they hear a rumbling, and Hercules literally like slices his way out of the Hydra, decapitating it. Everyone cheers. He's covered in this disgusting green goo.
0: Feeling a a little woozy. woozy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he starts like walking off with Phil when. The Hydra sprouts three new heads. It's about to get real dicey. Yeah, Hercules hops on Pegasus. He tries to like just cut off the heads like every time he sees them. But then that causes more and more and more to grow. And Phil is like, stop with the head slicing, please. They're like attacking him. He ends up like falling into the pit of all like the hydra necks and he's like trying to fight from the inside while i was watching i was like damn this would have made such a good like roller coaster at disneyland
2: oh yeah 100 percent. yeah we should pitch it yeah Definitely.
1: disney <laughs> listen up open your ears because we got ideas <laughs> so the hydra has hercules like pinned against this rock they're about to eat him when he ends up just like smacking this rock with his fists and causes this huge rock slide that tumbles down and crushes the Hydra. So the crowd cheers, but they think that Hercules has also been crushed beneath this rock slide until he pries open the hand of the Hydra and emerges. Just king shit right there. So dramatic. When
0: I saw this, as I did with other parts of this movie, a lot of um, the campaign that I participate in for Dungeons and Dragons began to like make <laughs> sense. Because we fought a Hydra in, like, the storyline. And Mm -hmm. there's also a huge storyline about Titans. And it's all, like, Greek mythology, I believe. It's Greek mythology. And um, our dungeon master, this sounds so nerdy. People don't (laughs) don't come at me. He, like, actually researches stuff and is like, what's happening? Like, let's put it in the story. And I was very clueless to a lot of it until I watched this movie and things – the the puzzle was making sense.
2: <laughs> slowly, slowly, it's all coming together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Hercules has proven himself to the town. Everyone loves him and he is on his way to being a hero.
2: So then the muses pop up, they fill in this part of the story for us, as we absolutely love when they do it. And they say, From this day forth, the boy could do no wrong. And he went from zero to hero. It was And then we get this like incredible sort of oh. like storyline that pops up within this even better storyline of how yeah. Hercules has now risen to this great level of hero. And they yeah. put his like face on every single vase, and Hercules yeah. defeats like every single monster you could ever imagine going through Thebes. All the girls are like mm-hmm. in love with him. He's also like super rich. Like he has this like whole villa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he does like, you know, appearances and he's getting like all of these royalty paychecks and you know he has all of the merch, like the sandals, the the cup that he drinks out of.
0: Yeah, he has slides.
2: (laughs) Slides, that's (laughs) it. Like he has everything, (laughs) like the dolls, like oh my god, he is rolling in the dough. And he even bought his parents a house which is like super cute, so it shows he's like actually a nice like down to up guy. Even though yeah. he's still making loads of dollar and is super famous. Yeah
0: The Bachelor, but it's Hercules. <laughs> oh my god,
1: I would apply immediately. Yeah, this song is so good and there are so many like comedic easter eggs and like references in it. Yeah. Like we they have like an like an Air Jordan Air Hercules. Yeah.
2: Yeah, reference. Yeah. They have the American Express the Huck Express yeah.
1: calls Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so good.
0: So meanwhile, in the underworld, Hades is fuming. Um, he's destroying his vases, and he is, like, about to murder Payne for wearing Air Hercules, like, slides. And he tells them there's only 24 hours left until the planets align. Meg is laughing at him. But then Hades realizes that he hasn't been throwing the right curves at him. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. And then he's like, Meg, sweetie, honey, I need you to handle him like a man. Mm. Yeah, pretty, pretty intense. And it turns out the reason that she has a sentence with Hades. And I'm like, girl, (laughs) never, never let a man dictate your soul. Um, Yeah. She actually traded her soul to save her dying boyfriend. Ladies, a man will never do that (laughs) for you. Do not do that for him. Oh, and then the boyfriend went off with another woman. Literally awful. Yeah. So he's like, this is what I need you to do. Find out Hercules' weakness and I'll give you your freedom.
1: So then we go to the temple of Zeus. Hercules is, you know, telling his dad all about his successes and all these monsters he's beaten and, like, everything's great. And he's like, I've waited so long for this day. The day that I can, like, rejoin you on Mount Olympus. And Zeus is like, I mean, buddy, you're doing great, but you're not a true hero yet. And Hercules is like, what are you talking about? I've defeated every single monster. I'm like the most famous person in Greece. And Zeus says that being a hero isn't about being famous. You just have to discover it for yourself. It's about what's inside your heart. And then like him as the statue disappears. And Hercules is like super frustrated. I think he like smacks his fist on the ground once again, causing property damage
2: (laughs) well you know what hercules has a really bad temper in mythology anyways so oh really really, oh my god he definitely has an anger management problem undiagnosed but i'm not a therapist (laughs) i would definitely say that he needs to go to therapy for it 100
0: do people like him like is he well liked in mythology yeah Mm -hmm.
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah no he's like like your quintessential what you imagine as a hero hercules is that like he's just okay. born to be a hero. He does incredible things and he has an anger management problem, but like, it's not, you know, people aren't like, oh, that guy is so mad. Like, mm. that's just okay, more like his one fault that people are like, he's great, but he's got a temper on him, gotcha. right? which is fine. We can handle that compared to some of the other heroes. Like I would much rather take Hercules over like Theseus, for example. Mm. So we then cut to Hercules in his little villa. He's got like a nice pottery painter in there. So he's posing. He's got actually like scarf from the Lion King on him as like his little clothes. Yeah. Uh, And so like while this is going on, like Phil is going over his schedule. So we've got like a whole sort of like famous (laughs) and assistant sort of dynamic. Yeah. Showing Mm -hmm. up here. And Hercules gets like super fed up. He ends up like breaking his pose because he's like, I just don't. Can't handle this today. And the vase painter literally has a fit. He like scribbles out his whole painting, which was so good. I was like, why would you do that? But he scribbles out the whole thing and he just storms out. He's like, I can't work under these conditions. Hercules then says that it's like kind of bullshit like and he isn't gonna like get closer to Olympus and he's just like this is ridiculous like I've worked so hard I don't know how this can be. Phil tells him that like he's got something that he's never seen from another hero so he's got to basically Phil is like look you have to keep going yeah because something is gonna work okay you have something so just keep pushing through it's frustrating but you got this. Now the door then like bursts open and we have like a bunch of fangirls that run in, totally break up this like beautiful scene between Phil being like super encouraging. Fangirls are just like squealing all over the place. They swarm him and Phil ends up having to distract them and send them away in the opposite direction. Kind of being like, I saw him go that way. Um, Just so that Hercules can have like a moment to himself. And then the door closes and enter Meg from behind the door. She then finds him hiding behind a curtain because... Of all these fangirls, he had taken refuge behind a curtain as if that's gonna help. Yeah, he has a moment
1: where he's like, oh my god, like (laughs) pulling up his strap on his suit.
2: A little
0: risque. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Like just because Meg is there, he's like, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed now. (laughs) So he then starts like fluffing about uh, and he says that he could like use a break to like play some hooky and all of that shebang with Meg now in the room. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they actually get to go on their first real date. Um, since they met 20 minutes ago and (laughs) they went to dinner, they saw a play Oedipus and Hercules is like that Oedipus thing, man, I thought I had my problems. I'm like, sweetie, you're so lucky. (laughs) And he's like, I just had so much fun. He thinks Meg and she does this little thing where she pretends to trip. She's like, I have weak ankles. And he lifts her up and, like, puts her down on oh a my bench. God. And at that moment, I was like. <gasps> I'm having heart palpitations. And she's like, yeah, I, I know my we- ankles are so weak, but, like, do you have any weaknesses that you would like to tell me about right now? <laughs> and he just skips the stone on the, like, little um, fountain and literally breaks off the arms of a statue. Do you know the name of that, do either of you know the name of that statue? The Venus de Milo. Yes, the Venus de Milo. And I'm like, ah, oh, what a nice little reference. <laughs> yeah. But he says that he just wanted to be a kid like everyone else when he was younger. Meg is like, why did you want to be like everyone else? Like, everyone is just petty and dishonest. And I'm like, yeah, You're nailed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, points.
0: And he's like, yeah, but not you. Like, I don't feel so alone when we're together. And she is just feeling (laughs) conflicted and like an asshole. And she says, you know, sometimes it's better to be alone. Nobody can hurt you. And he takes her hand and he's like, I would never hurt you. And she's like, I wouldn't want to hurt you either. So maybe we should just like stop this now. But out of nowhere, Phil comes in on the Pegasus. He has like a police searchlight going on. and he's like cut this shit out you need to come home like right now you have so much to do and then he gives meg a flower and a kiss before he goes so they fly off on pegasus but phil gets knocked off the horse and he ends up landing back in the garden so then we
1: get a simply iconic song from miss meg i won't say i'm in love this song is so freaking good. There's not really much to say about it other than how amazing it is, because I will never do it justice. But it's basically about how like she can't accept the fact that she is totally crushing on Hercules, and she's like, oh, love, shmov, not into it. But the muses are singing behind her, and they're like...
0: it's so good yeah we love a little like teasing like I won't say it I can't say it even
2: though everyone's like come on say it Meg yeah (laughs) yeah But then, after this wonderful song, Hades, obviously, pops out of this like cute couple statue behind her, and he's like, hello! Um, Completely <laughs> kills the mood from this incredible scene that we have with the muses. Mm-hmm. The muses even, like, they dip out because they're like, we don't want to be here now. Mm-hmm. And he asks for, like, all the details about the date, and Meg is basically like, no, I can't do this anymore. You have to find somebody else. He then reminds her, actually... <laughs> I own you, so that's not how this works. And uh, it's just then that Phil ends up waking up from where he landed behind this bush earlier. uh, And he hears like yelling from behind him and he's like, what's going on? Sticks his little head above the bushes, realizes it's Hades and Meg. And he even hears Hades say to her, you know, when I say that I want a steak, if you want it rare or well done. And she says like, something like she says some sort of measure of how she wants the steak done and he's like oh my goodness Meg is working for Hades this is it they're talking in steak terms it must mean yeah <laughs> it must mean that they are working together but unfortunately unfortunately he does run off before he can hear Meg say that she refuses to hurt Hercules and unfortunately Hades is like I'm pretty sure he does have a weakness so you still have to go find it but it's all very sad at the end of this scene
1: I'm kind of curious in Hades is so often framed as like a villain and I think because of like the whole like devil association like in mythology is he like a bad dude or like
2: well his one myth with Persephone paints him as a bad guy
0: yeah right
2: but in regards to him being a bad guy no like he's not like the villain of the ancient world like, we don't really have a villain of the ancient world, but anytime they show up, you're like, oh, no. So in regards to Hades being in cahoots with everybody and wanting to tear down his brothers, like, well, that's not real. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, Disney did need a villain. I don't mind them making it Hades. That's It's unfortunate yeah. that Hades' is rep, because he's so not yeah. the evil guy, but at right. the same time, like, I can handle it. That's fine. Yeah.
0: It's interesting, because it's like, he's looking over the souls in the underworld, but the fates... Are the one who are actually killing people they're like snipping the strings right
2: yeah so the fates there are three of them and they have like Mm -hmm. this string but each one of them like one of them like threads the string one of them measures it and then one of them cuts them so they all have their individual roles Mm. but the fates i mean everybody is subject to the fates so even hades he can't bargain with the fates like that doesn't happen like the fates are their own mythological entity but so, the Fates, though, with their whole, even, like, their eye-sharing thing, like, that's mm-hmm. not mythologically yeah. accurate. Okay. Like that's <laughs> there are people who do share an eye and a tooth, but that's not the Fates, it's... Three other old ladies who share an eye and a tooth.
0: One tooth.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They all have one tooth between them and then one eye between them. And then Perseus holds on to both of them in his myth. And he's like, I need your help. And you're not getting these things back until you help me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, the fates, though, they're the ones that are feared in mythology. Like, everybody fears Mm. fate. Even back to Homer, who wrote in, like, 750 BC, like, he still was saying, like, fate is the ultimate thing. The gods are still subject to fate, even. So,
0: Mm. Mm Hmm. Um so back at the stadium on the training grounds Hercules is working out. He's on a huge high after his date with Meg and he kind of gushes to Phil about her and how much he likes her. Meanwhile, Pegasus spots a lady Pegasus and he's like I've been waiting 18 years to <laughs> get some. And um he follows her only for her to turn into pain and panic. So it's just a setup. Phil eventually cuts off Hercules, and he's like, okay, she is a fraud. Hercules, of course, won't listen because he's in love. He's like rose – actually, I don't know if that's a saying. I was going to say rose-colored glasses, but – That
2: is a saying.
0: Yeah. okay. Amazing. (laughs) And Phil is just like, you don't understand. She's a liar. Tries to tell him the plot, and Hercules just shoots him away. Um, He actually slaps him and sends him flying into the weights and i'm like yeah "Uh." there's that temper yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and hercules apologizes but phil just walks out he's like i'm going home
1: yeah i think he's like i thought you were gonna be the all-time champ not Mm -hmm. the all-time chump
0: (laughs) oh such a good line
2: it's also a great reaction from phil like if he had hit hercules we all would have hated him but the fact he's just like Oh, I'm so disappointed. It almost yeah. makes it worse. And you're like, oh,
1: yeah, gosh. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh,
2: the worst.
1: <laughs> so Hercules goes back to his training course and Hades pops up and he is like, hey, kid, I'm Hades, yada, yada, yada. So I got this real estate deal in the works. How about you just take one day off from this whole hero business? You know, just take the day off and like, don't worry about it. Hercules is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And that's when Hades, like, shows him Meg, who he has, like, tied up. He's like, if you give up your powers for 24 hours, I'll let your little nutmeg go. And Hercules is hesitant at first because he's like, people are going to get hurt, aren't they? And Hades is like, well, I mean, you know, it's war, so probably, but don't worry about it. Yeah. So Hercules makes Hades promise that Meg won't get hurt. Hades agrees. They shake hands. And that's when Hercules loses all of his strength and just goes, like, completely gray. He's super weak, super woozy. He's like, oh, yeah, you might be feeling a little faint. Why don't you sit down? And, like, throws a weight at him, which Hercules can no longer lift. So Hades, right in front of Hercules, is like, all right, Meg, like, you held up your end of the bargain. You're free to go. And is like, isn't she such a great little actor? She's been working for me the whole time.
0: Yeah, he really puts her on blast.
1: Ugh. yeah and then like the two little kids that he saved from the rock come up and turn into pain and panic it's horrible um meg tries to like explain herself but he's like not ready to hear it obviously mm-hmm. i mean he's just been played real
2: bad so in the planets align and the underground prison which is tartarus but i love the description of the underground prison um, so tartarus opens up And all of the Titans are, like, revealed. I couldn't tell you who these Titans were in real mythology. (laughs) They just took, like, the elements of the Earth and they were, like, they're all now demons. Like I was like, who's the ice dude? But anyways, so the Titans are revealed and Hades, like, riles them up. He gives this like crazy speech to them. He frees them and he's like, we're going to go and destroy Zeus. And they're all like, yeah. And the Titans start like marching. It's super momentous. And then we hear Hades in the background. He's like, uh, guys, Olympus would be that away. <laughs> Turns out yes. they're walking in the complete wrong direction. And so they all have to like awkwardly turn around and they're like, oh, right. And uh, then they start marching in the correct direction. And Hades then decides to stop one of them with one eye, so like a cyclops. He stops him and he's like, actually, I have a special job for you. And the audience is left thinking, what other plans does he have up his sleeve?
1: Yeah, I love that all the Titans are different elements, like the freezing one, the tornado, like the fire, the lava, whatever. And then there's just like one dude who has one eye <laughs> and looks like a giant baby. And they're like, yeah, that guy's there too.
2: Like, of Anyways. course. <laughs> Not that any of these are titans anyways, but... No? So, like, well, at least the Cyclops. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know why <laughs> he would be with all the titans, but okay.
1: How Are there, like, a lot of titans in mythology, or is there oh, God, just, there like, are a loads. select? No, no, know. no,
2: there are loads. So, all the... The generation of the gods are split up into three, and we have the Primordials at the top, and then the titans who are all of their children, and then the Olympians, and then the Olympians' kids. Mm. So, the last generation we don't really know a lot about, so that's kind of, like, Persephone... And all the people her age, she's the only one that we really focus on. Um, But Titan-wise, oh my god. Like, I don't even think I could name all the Titans, like, off the top of my head. Like, there are so many. But none of them are depicted in this film. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not a single one of them.
1: So there's not a tornado Titan,
2: I'm guessing? (laughs) No. There's not, like, a giant... The ice one is just my favorite. I'm just like, why would the Greeks have, like, an ice god? (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, no, it doesn't exist.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Cut to Mount Olympus. Hermes spots the Titans, and he's like, Zeus, I have some bad news for you, buddy. And Zeus is like, all right, you need to warn everyone. He sounds the alarm, a.k.a. his trumpet. Yes. And um, they launch a counterattack. Zeus starts just throwing his lightning bolts.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, down in Thebes, the Cyclops, Titan, man, baby, Is terrorizing the town, he's looking for Hercules. Hercules starts going off to fight him, and Meg is like, No, without your strength, you're gonna be killed. And Hercules is like, There are worse things, (laughs)
2: and walks off. So dramatic. The
1: drama, oh my god.
2: (laughs) Like, relax, okay.
1: Yeah. So he goes off to face the Cyclops, obviously immediately gets his shit rocked once again. Literally. Meg goes off to Pegasus and is like, listen, we gotta go. Find Phil because he's the only one that can talk some sense into Hercules because he's going to get killed if mm-hmm. he keeps fighting this monster. So they fly over down to like where Phil is about to hop on a barge and tell him what happened. Phil doesn't want to listen to a word she says and she's like, Listen, this isn't about me. If you don't help Hercules, he's going to die. Yeah.
2: Like Hercules is literally this monster's plaything at this point. Yeah. It is just like out of control. You are stressed as hell watching it because he just. Yeah he just won't take himself out of the situation because he's decided to be the most dramatic man ever to have existed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> As young men are wont to
0: do, so. True.
2: But uh, Phil, he decides to come in, you know, after being convinced by Meg in Pegasus, he's like, fine. So he shows up and he's like, giving up is for rookies, dude. And that Hercules can take him with all of his strength even, and he's not going to give up. Like, we then get the Cyclops is literally literally about to eat Hercules, guys. And he like shoves this torch into his eye. Hercules then like ties his feet together with ropes and he sends him like falling off a cliff. It's very dramatic. It is great. Yeah. And it's great that he only just needed like a pep talk from Phil in order to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And then a column though, even though this is great, there is a column that is now present (laughs) as being a weapon. And a column is about to fall and hit Hercules as he's celebrating. And Meg sees this. She's like, oh no. And so she pushes him out of the way and she gets crushed instead by this no, column. No, the
0: sacrifice.
2: Horrible to watch. Like, oh my goodness. Children everywhere. Yeah. No wonder it might not have been a great blockbuster hit because children were probably traumatized being like, oh my God, Meg. <laughs> Hercules like runs over because he's like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? And he starts to like pull the the column like off of Meg. And he actually starts to do it despite having no strength. And all of a sudden he starts glowing and the column is getting lifted. Mm. And it turns out that the deal is broken between him and Hades because he made the promise that Meg wouldn't get hurt. But alas, yeah. here she is being crushed by a column. So Hercules, then he like bends over and he's like, why would you do that? And she says this iconic line where she goes, People always do crazy things when they're in love.
1: The amount of times I saw this line in like a black and white photo on Tumblr as a teen. <laughs>
0: With like the cartoon.
1: <laughs> yes. The cartoon, but they put it in black and white. Be like, people always do crazy. This and oh, also no. the like, the part where she's like, it's better to be alone. Like, no one can hurt you. The angsty teens of Tumblr.
0: Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When you're angsty, but you can only watch PG movies. <laughs> Exactly.
2: Hercules then starts to stutter, and she tells him to, like, go stop Hades. She's like, now is not the time. Like, I just told you I loved you, but now is not the time. You have things to do. <laughs> Please go and stop Hades, and she'll be all right. And so he flies off on Pegasus to go and save the day.
0: We're back, baby. In Olympus, the Titans have restrained the gods, and Hades is sitting in the throne. So not looking too hot.
1: Yeah, he has, like, a little cocktail with a worm garnish. It's <laughs> so an little detail. <laughs>
0: That's so disgusting. I hate it. Um, But Hercules takes off the chains from the gods. And Hades tells the Titans to hurt him and, like, break his bones, right? But he's already gotten Zeus out, so they don't really have a leg to stand on. And there's a really funny moment where Pegasus also blows all of Hades' hair out. Oh, yeah. So Hercules grabs one of the Titans, who's the Tornado, And he ends up, like, swinging it around to suck up the other titans. And then Hades rides down to Earth looking for Meg, who's about to die. Fate snips her string. And just as she's dying, like, Hercules gets there. No pulse. He didn't even get to say goodbye.
2: Horrible. Oh, my God. Tragic, honestly. Yeah.
0: The way
1: that my heart broke watching this as a kid. Oh, Oh, And Phil
2: just, like, shakes his head.
1: So then we go down to the underworld. Hades is, of course, ranting about how, like, he planned this for all these years, and he came so close just to, like, fumble at the last second. And then who appears but Hercules? And he's like, let Meg go. And Hades is like, let me take you on a tour. So he brings him down to, is it the River Styx? Is that correct? Yes. Brings him down to the river Styx, which is filled with, like, all of the dead souls just swirling around. And that's when Hercules spots Meg's soul. So he tries to reach for her, but once he touches the water, like, it sucks the life out of his hands. They're all, like – (laughs) nasty. It's gross. Hercules is like, all right, I'll make you a deal. Take me in Meg's place. And Hades is like, okay, like, the the soul of my mortal enemy's son, like, in, in my grasp, like, is there a downside to this? Could I be going wrong? And then he eventually agrees. So Hercules dives into the river. And Hades is like, oh, by the way, you're going to die before you even get to her. Anyways, just thought I'd let you know. Hercules is swimming. His body is just its shriveling up. All the life is being sucked out of him. He's about to reach Meg. He reaches out his hand. The fates ready the string. They're about to cut it. But then suddenly... <gasps> the string turns solid gold and Hercules starts glowing and emerges from the river
0: holding Meg's soul. He's officially become a god. Oh my gosh. All it took was extreme sacrifice.
2: To be a true hero. Yeah.
1: Put your life on the line for the woman you love. Men, take notes. But (laughs) um, Hercules is starting to walk out of the underworld with Meg's soul in hand and Hades is like, Hey, dude, like, can you just like put in a good word with your dad for me? <laughs> like, this can totally all blow over. It's like not a big deal. Hercules punches him in the face, which sends him flying into the river. All of the dead souls start like grabbing onto him and pulling him further and further into the water. And pain and panic are like, oh God, he's gonna be so mad when he gets out of there. We have a nice little call back to the beginning, and one of them's like,
0: if. If he gets out. Yeah. If it's good. So Hercules returns Meg's soul to her body. She's like, OMG, why did you do that? You're so crazy. (laughs) And um, is it Hercules that says, like, people do crazy things when they're in love? Yeah. 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 So they're about to kiss when they are suddenly lifted on a cloud and taken up to Mount Olympus. All the gods are cheering Hercules walks up these, like, amazing steps um, (laughs) to the gates where his parents are waiting. And they're ready to welcome him after all these years. And his dad says, a true hero isn't measured by the size of your strength, but by the strength of your heart. Oh, such a good line. Mm -hmm. So the gates open up for him. And Meg is back on the cloud that they originally arrived in. She's, like, way far away from the action. She actually starts to walk away, and she's just like, congratulations. You know? I'm fucking alone again, but (laughs) whatever. But then Hercules turns to see her leave, and he tells Zeus he's always dreamed of this, of, like, living with them. But a life without Meg, even an immortal life, would be empty. And he asks if he can stay on Earth with her.
2: Ladies, a man will never. Never. Never.
0: Oh, my God, please. Never.
2: To be fair, I would never. If I was in Hercules' position, I'd be yeah. like, peace. Like, sorry. He's like,
0: I <laughs> yeah. will be mortal again. You know, what happened happened. C'est la vie. Whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> one date, one kiss. Mans is hooked.
0: <laughs> ready to risk it all. I was about to make a really dirty joke, but I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hercules... Yes, he is mortal again, but he has Meg, and they get their kiss.
1: Yeah, so then we have the final song, A Star is Born. Oh, this song is so good. I was, like, walking down the street the other day listening to the soundtrack and just, like, walking to this. I was like, I feel invincible. (laughs) Nothing can touch me. I am a god. (laughs) So the gang, they all fly back to Earth. Everyone in Thebes cheers for them. Mm-hmm. Hercules, like his family, the, like on Earth, is there. He reunites with them, and they all look up into the sky to see that Zeus has, in fact, painted Hercules in the stars. And one of the townspeople is like, "That's Phil's boy. Yes, it is." The muses sing us out. It's like such a great vibe. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And that
2: is Hercules. Yay.
0: Yeah, it's a really good film.
2: Yes. Oh, from start to finish, they really just give you like everything that you want Mm -hmm. from a film. They give you a little bit of romance. They give you all the action. They give you the deceit. Like, yes, just every other scene. It's like, oh, I got something that I needed. Like every audience is going to be satisfied with this.
1: Totally. And like Hercules is a great character. Like I said, he is himbo supreme. And for those (laughs) of our listeners, if you're not super familiar with himboism, there's only three things that you must be to be a himbo. And that is kind, beefy, and dumb. Mm -hmm. And our man's (laughs) Herc has all of these things. He's just like a nice dude who's really strong, a little bit dim, but has great intentions. And I love to see
0: it. Yes. A la... Zach Efron, Brendan Fraser. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle, a great <laughs> example of a himbo. I know that a lot of people say that Thor is himbo supreme, but in my eyes, Hercules is himbo supreme. But Thor supreme.
2: isn't really dumb.
0: Who plays Thor?
2: Chris Hemsworth.
0: What? Oh, interesting.
1: Honorable mention also to Kronk. He is also oh, a great yes, himbo. Oh, yes, perfect. Yes. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I just find the story like so enthralling, and I guess that's really why the classics have also survived so long. It's, like, the stories at their core are so interesting it's stories of, like, love and loss and family, and they're all, like, so twisted and screwed up and everything. Oh, yeah. So just the main plot of him being, like, I'm coming back, like, rising from the ashes to be the greatest hero of all time, and Hades is, like, no going to take over the world but then we get like romance we get confidence
2: we get a lot of those themes in mythology as well like you get a lot of those thrown into every myth and it's like you get a touch of this a touch of that even if it's like uncomfortable when you're like oh i don't want these characters to get together but still you have a little bit of those themes and Mm -hmm. i think that's why they are so timeless that even though they might have like a specific problem to grease as soon as you remove that then Mm -hmm. the story applies to anybody
0: One of the last pieces of like live theater I saw before the pandemic was at BAM and it was Medea. Yeah. But it was with Rose Byrne and her real life husband played opposite her as Jason.
1: Wow. And it was
0: set in a present day scenario. So like she was a doctor, um, like a scientist and he was also a scientist and it turns out she was killing him slowly. Like, putting a little rice in in his food every day. And then she was, like, found out she had to go to, like, I don't know what it's called, actually, like, inpatient –
1: An asylum? Yeah, like a mental facility.
0: Yes, exactly. And then she ends up coming back, and it's, like, super twisted, but they modernized it in, like, a really fantastic way.
2: Exactly. You can do that with any of the plays. I mean, Medea is a perfect example. Like, I love that play, and I feel like every – what, i feel like everyone who studies theater loves that play as well mm-hmm. because it is just one that you can put any modern woman into the role of medea yeah and still understand her like as a character like as soon as you you know you change her into a doctor it's like okay now i get her like maybe before i called her crazy but now i kind of understand yeah. what's going on when i
0: was watching it at least the way that this was framed i was like actually the husband is a total jackass
2: So was Jason. Jason was the worst. Oh my goodness. I said this on my channel actually like two months ago or something. I just literally ranted about Jason. Oh yes, I watched that.
1: And people in the comments had... Fighting words
2: oh my god people called me conceited they called me dumb like every and i quoted as well like i wasn't just like talking off the top of my head like a hundred percent of the time i literally quoted have an article on my website like detailing all the times that euripides wrote him to be an asshole too yeah and people are just like no no jason's great and i'm like literally show me one time in all of his mythology that we like him one time
0: what's the title of this video
2: Oh, I think it's literally called Why I Hate Jason. Guys, go (laughs) watch it. That's literally what it's called. (laughs) Get the
0: full context. Go watch the video.
2: Yeah. Like, once again, we have lots of male characters from mythology who are great. Like, actually, not all mythological men are shitty. Hercules isn't a terrible guy. He's a good Mm -hmm. example. But then we have men who are just terrible. And yet we put them on the same level as, like, Hercules. That it's like, oh, they're great like Hercules. I'm like, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Hercules here. Jason is scum of the earth. Please.
1: Um, I'm kind of curious to hear a little bit about like the actual Hercules yeah, myth. Too. If you have like any thoughts, maybe a, a brief synopsis.
2: Whew. Yeah, I guess I can do a can try and do a brief <laughs> synopsis. Hercules, luckily for us classicists, there's so much to get into because mm-hmm. it's not very common that we have someone's mythology, especially from like before he was born, to figuring out how he was born, mm-hmm. and then his entire life. So, Hercules, he is the son of Zeus, Mm -hmm. and Alcmene, who is also named in the movie as his mortal mother, Zeus actually came down, took on the guise of Amphitryon, who is Alcmene's husband, Mm -hmm. pretended to be him, slept with
0: Alcmene,
2: impregnated her. Whoa. Yes, whilst he's in disguise as the husband, and so that's how the whole kerfuffle starts.
0: Oh, so this is like a PG version of what
2: actually happened. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. So... Then Alcmena, she has like the worst labor to have ever been written ever because everybody finds out that she's pregnant with Zeus's child. This becomes common knowledge, which means it becomes common knowledge to Hera, who is Zeus's wife. Yikes. And she's not thrilled about it. And so she ends up sending down the goddess of like minor goddess of childbirth and forcing that goddess to push Hercules back up into Alcmena's womb as she's trying to give birth to Hercules. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's dark. It is. <laughs> Holy crap. And he's not even born yet. This goes on for seven days, like seven straight oh. days. And then Alcmene's nurse, who's this woman called Galinthias, sort of realizes like this isn't normal. And she realizes it must be something to do with Hera because Hera has the worst temper ever. And so she ends up like randomly exclaiming like the baby is born, which means that Illithia then like loosens her grip on Hercules. And she's like, what? Which means that Hercules in that one second can be born. Alcimene then lives and so does Hercules. So that's how he's born. We get like this whole great myth of him just like as a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like eight months later, Hera still hates him so much that she sends two snakes, which happens in the Disney movie. Mm -hmm. So the two snakes are sent to him in his cot, but he strangles both of them in the cot Mm -hmm. as an eight month old. Then fast forward a bunch of years. He then Shows numerous incidences of having anger management problems. Like he kills Orpheus's brother with his own liar. He like whacks him with his liar. That's oh, wow. one of them. Multiple other times. We have this all written down, which is wonderful. You're like, I now yeah. understand why people think he has such a bad temper. So fast forward then to the most famous part of the story is his labors, which is what the movie mm-hmm. is depicting. And right before this, he actually gets awarded with a bride because he's done such... Like heroic things and the bride is Meg. Oh. oh, So Meg is his real bride. He gets awarded with her. Hero though, remember her? Yeah. Okay. So she still hates Hercules and she decides she's going to incite madness in him. So he's like, oh my God, what's going on? He then goes crazy, kills his two children and Meg oh, on the spot whoa. in a blind rage. So he then feels so bad, he goes to the oracle of Delphi and he's like, what do I do to make up for this? And she gives him the task and is like, go to this king, he's gonna give you 12 tasks to repent your sins. He doesn't exactly say that, but like Mm -hmm. along those lines. And then we get the 12 labors, which are the most famous part of his mythology, which they do in the movie. So he does these 12 great labors, people then take him seriously. They're like, oh my God, he's so great. He ends up marrying this girl though called Denaira, And that's how he ends up dying is actually because she's so insecure that he's going to leave her for some other girl because he has a wandering eye. He's known for having a bit of a wandering eye. And so because of this, she is so paranoid that she had actually had this poison given to her by Nessus after Nessus tried to sexually assault her, shall we say, instead of Mm. using explicit language. So he then gives her this love potion, which obviously isn't a love potion. She puts it all over one of Hercules' shirts, Gives it to him thinking like, oh, this is going to make him love me because I'm so insecure. Hercules puts the shirt on. It starts to burn. Like his whole body is on fire. And so he tries to rip off the shirt and he peels off his own skin (gasps) as he's doing that. Oh my God. That's so graphic. And then he dies that way. But then he does end up going on to Olympus. Uh, so he ends up having to make friends with Hera, and Hera's like, okay, if we make friends, you have to marry my daughter, who's this woman called Hebe, who's the goddess of youth. So Hercules does that, and then he ends up being a god. Wow. There was a lot of detail missed out on that, but...
0: <laughs> does he marry his half-sister, or is the woman with a different man than Zeus?
2: Oh, Hebe, the one he marries at the end.
0: Okay. yes,
2: yeah, so that is Hera and Zeus's child, so it is his half-sister. But, I mean, Zeus and Hera are full siblings, so, you know, so you win
0: some, you lose some. Okay.
2: He's doing
0: better than them. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, understandably, like, Disney obviously could not do that mythology. Like, yeah. there's no way you could put any of that into a Disney film. So, considering what they were dealing with, they did a mm. good job.
0: Unless I miss something, Hades doesn't really get involved with Hercules. Nope. Okay.
2: Hades isn't often used in mythology to get involved with anybody, really. Hades is pretty much confined to the underworld. He never comes up. This idea in Disney that he would, like, let people out of Tartarus, he would never do that because that's yeah. his only job. So he does it right. Like, he's yeah. like, no, this is what I do. People are in Tartarus and he tortures them and he likes that. Which, you know what, fine. Like, if you're going to be god of something, you might as well enjoy it to each their own. So he he's not really... A big character in mythology anyways he is in other people when they go down to the underworld yeah and hercules does go into the underworld for one of his labors so he does meet hades Mm -hmm. but hades doesn't hate him he's just like oh you're alive you shouldn't be down here this is for dead people gotcha but yeah that's super interesting i think that
1: yeah i I agree that like disney obviously did a good job with the material that they were given Mm -hmm. i think it's nice that they have so many easter eggs throughout with, like, callbacks to the original myth, even if they couldn't, like, obviously do the original myth.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm curious for you guys. One thing I wanted to ask you guys is, did you think you learned anything from Hercules? Like, did you walk away being like, oh, okay, like, I know who this god is now?
0: Well, I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm in a TNT campaign that's based on this stuff. But I, I know that it's not, like, super historically accurate. But I did understand more the role of the titans because i knew that they had been like trapped and that there was like a struggle with them but when they were talking about the titans in the movie i was like oh shit like they're locked away in a prison mount olympus gods are ruling like that's the power dynamic yeah so it kind of clarified some of those things for me personally like the dynamics between the gods and the heroes and the titans and like that sort of stuff
1: yeah, I agree. I One thing that I found myself wanting through this watch, I was like, damn, I would love to see an extended version of, like, the Hercules baby shower, Ooh. just to see, like, all the gods interacting, yeah. because you get, like, little nuggets here and there, like, with the Narcissus reference, and, like, Hermes, and I would love to, like, see just all of their dynamics together, I think would be really interesting. But yeah, d- I think without this movie, I would know, like, next to nothing. So now I know, like, next to next to nothing. <laughs>
2: But I think it does a good introductory job, you know, like, to what the gods are the god of, which is why I'm so nice about it whenever I talk about Mm -hmm. Hercules, because I'm like, you do walk away knowing those things, and and that's half of the battle. Like, how are you supposed to get into ancient history when you're told, like, this, just memorize this and memorize this, whereas Disney put it all in front of you, and they were like, it's a really fun story that you can learn from. Yeah,
0: I definitely agree.
2: It does what, like, you're
1: trying to do with Moan, which is, like, taking something... That has entertainment value and that is accessible, which will then get people interested and people who are into it will then go and research further and learn further, which is Exactly. Great.
2: Or well, like, I hope at least. I hope that no one's walking away and like quoting Hercules <laughs> to be like, this is mythology. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm thrilled you loved it, but yeah, <laughs> Hades style it back. did
1: have blue flame hair that that's is fact. accurate. That's
2: still how I picture him though. Like when I read like my ancient Greek texts, that's what I see. Like yeah, I don't see the I actual that. depiction <laughs> that they give that. I'm just like, oh, yes, okay, the hair. He's mad. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. Even though he's calm most of the time in mythology, but I'm still like yeah, the flaming I- head.
1: The animation of this movie I think is so well done and like so pleasing to the eye. Like I love what they do with Hades with all of the flame imagery. Like when he's mad and it like explodes and turns red or like when they blow out his hair. Like I think it's such a nice flourish. They didn't need to do but I think it adds a lot to it
2: Mm -hmm. I agree I even think that like when he like moves his hand and he'll have like clouds come out of it yeah you know he's like thinking through like ideas I'm like oh that's so nice
1: yeah I I really just love like the coloring of the movie like don't even get me started on Meg's dress because oh she looks
0: so fab I love that dress so much yeah the virtual costume design really goes off from like the muses and their mm-hmm. matching pieces to, like, Hercules' toga I'm like, amazing job here. Yeah.
2: But the muses, I think, are so good with that because muses were, as they say, they are goddesses of the arts, proclaimers of whatever the end of that line is.
1: Heroes and...
2: Claimers of heroes, that's it. Mm-hmm. They do a fabulous job of explaining what the muses are and what they do because muses are evoked at the beginning of every single text that we have, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. We have a muse for everything, there are nine of them even though there are five in hercules i actually figured out who was depicted because they don't introduce themselves yeah. in the movie so i was like who is that and actually i figured out who they were and it makes perfect sense that they would include the muses that they did because the muses mm. that they excluded are the useless ones pretty much the ones that uh. we barely hear about so the five muses in the movie are calliope malpomini terpsichore talia and cleo but they all make sense. You have Calliope, who's the muse of epic poetry. You have Melpomene, who's the muse of tragedy. Terpsichore is the muse of, like, like the word means, like, delight in dance. Mm. <laughs> Don't know how else to, like, translate that. Yeah. Um, and then we have Talia, who's the muse of comedy, and Cleo, who's the muse of history. Mm. So all of them make sense. I think they're depicted so well because you completely understand what the muses are for in this movie.
0: Definitely.
2: Yeah, and, like, you know, they
1: function as a Greek chorus. Obviously, a huge thing in theater. Amazing tools for exposition, and they do it in such a delightful way that you're not like, "I am being fed all this information." You're like, "I'm listening to the muses sing the gospel truth," and I'm having a great time.
0: Exactly, they really hit out of the park, which is why I'm surprised it wasn't such a like smashing box office hit. Yeah, I just don't know why. Well, what, when I was reading about it, it said that um, the other things that were coming out that weekend were like pretty big hitters, so. Hercules like didn't do as well, but like compared to the Lion King that made 119 million, I think Hercules made like 38 million.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. That just makes me sad. As a like a child who loved this movie, yeah. that person is hurt. And as a classicist who studies it now, I'm still hurt <laughs> by it. Like how?
0: I would I wanna ask you, I feel like I might know the answer, but what would you rate this movie?
2: oh um uh, enjoyment it has to be like a 10 okay because i loved it in accuracy it's probably down to like a two yeah <laughs> just because it's it's not but it's one of those that like i still tell everyone to watch because it's like yeah okay don't take notes when you watch it like don't yeah. do that but if you leave appreciating the gods if you leave appreciating hercules then that's the main goal of this movie. Totally. It's like a gateway drug. <laughs> and you hope that someone's going to watch it and just be like, um, I'm curious, I'm going to Google this. Like, let me just double check mm-hmm. this thing. Totally. totally. What would you guys rate it?
0: You know, I really did like watching this movie. I was singing along, loving Danny DeVito. I was um, enjoying Hades' performance as well. That actor, very oddly conservative now and like Republican, but he did a very good performance as Hades. So I really enjoyed the movie more than I thought I was going to. I'd say maybe I'd give it an eight. I mean,
1: it's, it's gotta be a
0: 10 for me. It's my favorite oh music movie. Like we've been giving out a lot I, of high scores lately.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's so delightful. I'm in the best mood every time I watch it. Yeah. There's really not much else to say. It's, it's a it slaps, 10 out of 10. Guys,
0: you gotta watch it.
2: It really does. And if you don't watch it closely, like I've never watched it as closely as I did like, last week when I was prepping for this. Yeah. And even though I did find all of the inaccuracies, like, even in the jokes, which I just found ruined it for me, I was like, why did I do this? Because, like, you know, like the Oedipus joke, for example, yeah, yeah. like, that makes zero sense, right. actually, because the play was written in, like, 430 BC, and Hercules is, like, 1600 BC. So I was like, what? That makes yeah. no actual sense. But once again, as soon as you remove yourself from those details, it's like, oh, this is mm-hmm. still great. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that Oedipus joke for any adult watching it is, like, oh, I know that. Yeah. yeah, But I feel like once again, as a classist, like I know those things, but I think that that's why, I don't know, maybe you guys can correct me that going into the subject, you know, you don't know all those things. So it's hard to actually know what's going on in mythology because you're like, well, Hercules oh, is doing this definitely. whilst everyone else is doing that. Mm-hmm. I would
0: say that when I was learning it in like high school and stuff, it was hard to differentiate. We, I don't even feel like they really talked about like time periods within it because it's all just, like, Mm -hmm. lumped together as ancient Greece, ancient Rome. So I didn't even realize, like, this happened before this. These people were alive before those people.
2: I feel like that is most people, though. Like, yeah. Like you guys are the norm, like I'm the abnormal one where it's like, oh, well, actually I know all those things. Obviously like when I see things that are muddling that for other people, I'm like, yeah, but that's going to make it harder for them. Yeah. Like, in fact, if we just present it to them as like, here's a timeline, yeah. then it makes mm-hmm. it easier. Like we'll study the older ones and then move in so that everybody's like, oh, okay, I get it.
1: It can feel like it's hard to know where to start. And that's why I think Moan is so great because Definitely. you lay it out so clearly and like there's a video for each different myth or God or et cetera. And you have like the timeline. So if you're interested in getting more into mythology, definitely go check out Moan Inc. There's so much great content on there. Yeah, you have like blog
0: posts, you have a website, you have YouTube vids, you have an Instagram.
2: Hopefully the the whole goal is that something's going to hit with everyone. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say that you read and you learn. So like I typed up all of like my philosophy videos, just like colloquial English, like just so that it's just like how you would read a text. But if you prefer to watch a video, we have a video on Persephone. So you can go Mm -hmm. and like listen to me rant about it. Or if you prefer more long form, like I converted a lot of my videos because I just like literally talk for like 40 minutes. So I just did those unedited and then just stuck them into like a podcast that people can Mm -hmm. listen as they walk. So it's like hopefully something will hit with everyone. And it's like you can always find something that will be the easiest version of the ancient studies that you can find. Totally.
1: On that note, would you
2: please tell our lovely listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you, etc.? Absolutely. So you can follow MoInk. It is literally just MoInk. No extra punctuation uh, on everything. So on Twitter, on Instagram, that's how you find me. It's on YouTube. And also, if you want just all the content in one place, then you can go to our website, which is www.moaninc.co.uk. And that has links to all of our videos and all of our posts. And it's a good hub.
1: Beautiful. And all these links are going to be in the show notes, so definitely check them out.
0: Yeah, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you about Hercules. Yeah. I love your enthusiasm for the movie. It was, like, such a pleasure. And to just get to learn more about it and what the actual myth is. So thank you so much for like joining us today.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, please don't thank me. You guys know I'm obsessed with this podcast. Like it is a privilege to be <laughs> on this podcast. Oh my gosh.
1: It warms my heart ever so <laughs> um but yeah I really had a great time chatting with you today. I feel like I've learned a lot and I'm definitely going to look further and find out more because you definitely have me hooked
0: yes same i'm excited to watch some videos i'm excited to watch the video on jason
2: goodness i definitely go off (laughs) for like 40 minutes (laughs) so it's a long one well thank you
1: so much for listening guys we hope that you enjoyed this episode don't forget to follow us on instagram it's movies that raised us don't forget to follow us on twitter it's mtru underscore pod
0: yes our tiktok is popping off it's at movies that raised us pod you can email us at movies that raised us at gmail.com
1: um, and don't forget as always to rate review subscribe and if you want to shout out in our next episode be sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts and we will pick the song that plays in the 2000s movie montage of your life so you're definitely going to want to do that
0: oh yeah thank you so much for listening i'm mo and i'm christina
1: and our theme song is by garrett schmidt bye